Okay, so this is a book that I've been dying to read. Twilight. Listen, listen. Um, she didn't say no. Oh my god. <laughs> Imagine. And welcome back to another episode of Romancing the Monsters. I'm Em. Hi, I'm S. I'm Seth. And today we have a very exciting episode for you. Oh my gosh, I've been I'm waiting. excited for it. <laughs> um, we are kicking off a whole new series on the podcast, which we're hoping will come back, I don't know, two or three times a year. And we are calling it Face Your Monsters. And the concept of this series is to face the monster that is your TBR. <laughs> and so essentially, or at least in my case, it's a real it's a real monster. It's a real thing. But essentially, I feel like we all have that one book. We added it years ago, but for whatever reason, you just keep thinking about it and you keep putting it off over and over again but it's still in the back of your mind Mm -hmm. maybe you know you're scared it didn't age very well or maybe it's a book that you know you're gonna love and so you keep putting it off or maybe you've been told it will get you really emotional or the hype is really big and that's scary in and of itself what we're doing is we are challenging ourselves but also you our listeners to tackle that book here on romancing the monsters we are all about identifying our monsters our inner monsters <laughs> and then letting them go it is time to let go y'all we have to read those books it's been long enough just to make things even more exciting for us we and by we i really mean i yeah. um <laughs> made up a rule which was we weren't allowed to tell each other what we had picked so each of us picked one book, or at least I think we all picked one book, but who knows? We might have surprises. <laughs> and we don't know what the others read. And today, it shall be revealed. And I am very excited to hear what my co-hosts have read. I am so excited. Yeah. So not only could we not tell each other what we read, but also that means like, it was against the rules to even market on Goodreads because yep. obviously we are friends e- with each other on Goodreads. We can't even talk about it on Twitter. We can't talk about it on Instagram. Literally nowhere we could talk about this book. It was agony. Agony. It yeah. really was. I, like it the really, number yeah. of times that I almost, almost like wrote it like somewhere, like tweeted about it or like marked it as read on Goodreads or whatever it was. Like it was constantly yeah. on my mind. Like, oh, I can't add it. I can't do this. I can't tell anyone that. And like, it was pain, just constant pain. Yeah. But I'm it's to okay. Blame for After that, today, so. you will be able to do that. <laughs> but it's fun. Y'all have to admit it was fun though. It, okay. Like, it was knowing. fun. It was. Like, I don't know what you guys read and that makes me excited. Cause I'm like, it could be anything. <laughs> As soon as we're done recording, I'm uploading my favorite yes. clothes, fan art, oh my God. On Instagram. Wait, right. there's fan art? 
Wow, okay. S really loved her book. So then who's going to go first? Uh, Rock, paper, scissors. Okay. <laughs> I can go. Fuck it. All right. I don't know if I'm ready. I'm not ready. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Do it. Should I? Okay. Yeah. Okay, so my book. Yes. Okay, so this is a book that I've been dying to read. Twilight. Listen, listen. Um, she didn't say no. Oh, my God. <laughs> Imagine. Okay, so I pushed this book back because of the hype. Ooh. Hmm. Should we try to guess? Okay, give us give us information without revealing what it is, and we'll try to guess what it is. That's fun. I'll just say green. Green. Green? Yeah. Green and a lot of hype. Green and a lot of hype. Seth. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Give us a genre. I have to be careful. Like, I have my book right here. Oh, this is fun. I'm having so much fun right now. I don't even care if y'all are not having fun. I'm having so much fun. <laughs> Okay. Green and a lot of hype. Is it the the um the lady in the orc? Because they're green. No. 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 I'm thinking she said green because maybe the cover is green. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But then I was like, the orcs are kind of green. But like, what book is green? Uh, it's a really known book. So on here it says that it's uh it's a romance novel and I guess like a historical fiction. When was it released? Um. Uh, 2017. Okay, I I know what it. Okay, I know what it is. Seven Lives of he- Evelyn Hugo. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, ding 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 ding! I got it. So it's the, the seven the seven husbands. Oh of yeah, that's, what, that's the one. Yeah. So this is one of the books that I've been excited to read, but I pushed it back because of the hype, and then because you know you're excited to read the book, but what happens like. What if you read it and it ends up being like me? Mm, yeah. You know? Yeah. But you did read, you've read other books by this author, correct? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. So I read the uh, Daisy Jones. And the Six. And the Six. Mm-hmm. And that book was incredible too. Um, so I read this one and I freaking loved it. Like it was amazing. Really? I really, really loved it. Yeah. And, I'm um, so happy. Yeah. And it made me cry at the end too. Like just thinking about it. Um, it really made me cry. Um, so, okay, so just, should I say, like, a little bit about the book? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so the book is about an old Hollywood star named Evelyn Hugo, who decides at the age of 79 to give one final interview to an unknown journalist named Monique Grant. So, in this interview, you learn about, like, all the husbands that she's had, what she went through since she's, uh, got into Hollywood and making movies. You learn about all the love, all the loves that she'd had, that she's had, like about all of her selfish moments, all the hearts that she broke. It was emotional. It was heartbreaking. And like, I love the way this author writes because you feel, you, you don't feel like you're reading a fictional book. You feel like this, the characters are actually yeah. real. Mm-hmm. You freaking feel the love. Like, it, like, it, like, I, like thinking back, like it makes you realize like to not take the people that you love for granted because life is so freaking short and like anything can happen you can lose anyone in a blink of an eye it's so good like oh, okay i don't want to cry i wish i could hug you right now like this is amazing that a book can touch you this <laughs> no, much no 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 oh my gosh <laughs> i'm not gonna cry ew ew <laughs> um, emotions <laughs> We're yeah, facing we're facing our monsters today, yes. We're gonna get emotional. <laughs> it's a freaking good book. Um I recommend it and 
if I were to give it a rating, I would give it a 10 out of 5. Yeah. Wow. And I'm excited that the rights for it have been bought. Oh. And I guess it's going to become a movie. Oh, or my gosh. I'm not too amazing. Sure. So I'm excited. It's been on my list, too. I just never got around to reading it. But, like, hearing how much it's touched you and, like, how much, like, it yeah. resonated with you. And yeah. it's still with you despite reading it, like, a week ago. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like that's a testament for how amazing and how well written it is. And, and how how it how so many other people connected with it too like sometimes the hype yeah. is not necessarily something to fear we fear it yeah. so often because it's like oh everyone loves this book i bet you i'm gonna be the one that who doesn't but then yeah. sometimes <laughs> like the hype is truly worth it and like it truly means that this book is special and like is doing something that so many people are connecting with mm-hmm. so i do love that did you um do the audiobook for this book or I did the audiobook and then halfway through I did a little bit of the paperback because I own it. Okay. And then I did a little bit of the ebook. So I oh, okay. switched Ooh. between between all three. So <laughs> I'm sorry, Marge, I kinda kicked you out of my scribed account because I needed the ebook. <laughs> <laughs> I did not even go on scribed. So she was like just playing in case. around. <laughs> So it's only like, just in case if March goes snooping into my scribe, I didn't want you to see um, that I got the book. While I was That's smart. It. You have all things covered, S. Well, I mean, she went the extra mile, but the thing is, I was already out of your scribed account because I got my oh, own, okay. <laughs> so I was already okay. not logged into it. <laughs> okay, so I was just like, just in case if March still has it, I'm going to kick her out real quick. <laughs> I love that. Sometimes, because, like, I don't know about you guys, but, like, sometimes you don't read a book, and then it just becomes such a huge thing in your brain, if that makes sense. Like, you create a story out of a story that you haven't read. Like, you just imagine what it is, you know, and then you read it, and ultimately it's, like, not disappointing always, but sometimes it is, and sometimes it's just way different, right? Yeah. Yeah, and so this is what this book was. Like, I kind of had an idea of what it was going to be about. Yeah. But it ended, so it this took, this released four years ago. Yeah. So I've been good about not really reading spoilers for it. So I kind of knew what it was about, but it ended, up, it ended up being a lot more different. And it ended up being, like, a lot more, I guess you can say. Um, and there was, like, a moment in the book where I, like, freaking gasped out loud. I was just like, wow, like, this isn't at all what I expect. Because yeah. there's, like, a little twist. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I did not expect. I did not expect it to go that way, I guess you can say. That's nice. I love when books surprise you in the best ways. Um, why do you think it took you four years to actually pick it up? Is it because of, like, the hype around it and, like, your fear that maybe you wouldn't like it as much as everyone else did? Exactly that. And because supposedly I would say, oh, I don't have time. Like, I'll make tough it's, you know. Yeah. There's always time to read the book, but you just – so that's the main reason, because of the hype and just – because I didn't want to hate it. Well, I'm happy you loved your book. I'm so happy you did. Thank you. Can we segue into mine? Are we ready sure. to segue into mine? Because I feel like we talked about books that you kind of imagine what the story is and then you read the book and it's completely different. That's my book as well. So I'm going to make y'all guess because I think it's fun. My <laughs> book, I'll say Blue. I'll say older, and I'll say there is a name in the title. Oh, and I'll say that one of you have has read it. Can you say which one? Mm, that's 
cheating. I feel like. Can we can we do a genre? Okay, I will say um, genre. It's a little bit of everything. <laughs> it, oh, this author writes emotional, character-driven, inspirational, slightly spiritual books. Uh, I suck at this game. I think I'm just gonna drop out. <laughs> I'm like looking at my shelves real quick, just in case. Okay, I will confirm that it's S who's read it, not Okay, then. Blue, older book. Yeah. And it has, like, the character's name in it? Yeah. I believe it came out in 2014. It has the word law in it. The Law of Moses? Yes, I read The Law of Moses by Amy Herman. (laughs) I love that book. I, I saw that you rated it five stars. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. So Aww. I read The Law of Moses by Amy Herman, which I've read Amy Herman before. I've read A Different Blue by her. I read uh, one of her fantasy novels. Is it The Bird and the Sword? Yeah, that one. But that being said, The Law of Moses, for whatever reason, was like that book that I just kept thinking about. And I have the receipts, and I will send the receipts to you, because we know that there are four over four thousand books on my TBR, right? Like four thousand four hundred and five books to be precise. This, ladies and gents, is book numero uno <gasps> on my list. No <laughs> way! Really? One on my goddamn TBR. I'm sending the receipt right now, so that. People can confirm. You're starting from the top and making your way down. Yeah. We is... can confirm. <laughs> yep, confirmed and over here. I have had this book on my mind since 2015. I do not know why. I think it's the cover for me that really drew me in. It's like this beautiful watercolor uh, cover with like just the Moses eye tr- sort of peeking through. And there was something almost haunting about the cover for me. And the reason why I haven't read this book is because Amy Herman just, she's an incredible writer who is going to make you cry. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. She's going to bring on the pain eventually and you are going to suffer a little bit. And obviously she writes romance, so eventually she'll give you the happy ending that you need and crave. But she's also the kind of writer that sometimes challenges your idea of a happy ever after which can be quite scary but you kind of have to go in expecting pain and knowing that even if it's not your idea of a happy ever after she'll always find a way to make the story as satisfying as possible but that's what was scary to me it was like oh am i in the right place to read this what if it's one of those endings that's maybe a little bit tougher to digest um and so i kept pushing it back to later and later and later and here we are in 2021 (laughs) you know like (laughs) six or seven years later and i've finally read it and i loved it it is such a special special book like I it's so it's nothing like what I thought it was gonna be really yeah I just I was imagining something completely different and then you would ask me like well what were you imagining and I'm like I don't even know now what I was imagining because now the book is just what it is you know Mm -hmm. and the law of Moses is 
it's a difficult book to explain because I feel like a lot happens. It's sort of there's two time period, but well, time periods, no, but like there's like the sort of like the before and the now type. It's like sort of divided in two that way. Okay, okay. So I guess it starts off with uh, Moses, who in the beginning, like the before part, is a young teenager. He's kind of written exactly like how teenage boys are, which is extremely unlikable. (laughs) Just (laughs) dumb, young, and yeah. And Moses is kind of a strange kid. Um, He, well, first of all, he can see the dead. The dead speak to him, but no one knows that because he he won't tell them. Uh, because everyone already believes him to be kind of a little bit crazy, a little bit weird. Um, he doesn't really have friends. He's never had friends. So he's kind of seen as a bit of a reject. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone's kind of suspicious of him because there's been disappearances across town uh, of girls, young teenage girls. Um, and Moses of everyone knows things that others don't and like he will paint like Moses is is an artist um and essentially the ghosts that he sees tell him things and he sort of expresses that through his art that's how he expresses it so he will paint things that nobody else would know except if you had asked that dead person about it if that makes sense and so everyone's suspicious of him people kind of think that he did it oh okay Um, so him and georgia who is the heroine of this book uh they kind of already knew each other because moses works on their ranch um because georgia's parents uh own a ranch where they help kids uh that with you know special needs Mm -hmm. and georgia kind of always had an affinity for broken ones because they would take in these horses that were a little bit more difficult to deal with a little bit more wild uh or needed more love you know as a result of maybe an abusive uh, an abusive environment or something like that um and so that's kind of always been what she had in her heart like what she she loved doing but anyway despite her having kind of a crush on moses all her life because he's you know mysterious and broken like she likes them (laughs) Um, she never really acted on it until one night, uh, they are, well, she's at a rodeo and, uh, she almost gets kidnapped and assaulted by uh, this creepy ass man, um, on the side of a road. And Moses is the only one who sees part of it. He doesn't see who did it to her, but he finds her afterwards and she's like bound with ropes and I think she's gagged and stuff and she's you know clearly shaken by what almost happened to her and Moses is the one that finds himself in that situation and obviously people are already suspicious of him um but Georgia knows it's not Moses who did it and so the two of them kind of have this bond between them that is created off of that night um because they understand each other and they kind of feel like they are all that each other has if that makes sense And so the first part of the novel is very much like young teenagers in love. It's very fast. It's very intense. It's like, oh my God, you're my whole world. And like, there's nothing outside of you type of thing. Okay, okay. But also like Moses is such an asshole sometimes. Like he's exactly like a teenage boy who's like, 
I love this girl, therefore I'm gonna be mean to her. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. So that's the first part, but there's so much more to this book, and like I don't want to say what the second part is about because I do think that that ruins the book. Because like, yeah, a lot happens in this book, and it's not just teenagers in love because there's you know that time gap and between parts one and two, and so. You know, like I said, there's paranormal elements in this book, which prior to reading it, I never would have thought that there was there there would be. Um, there's obviously this the suspense of what what is going on with these girls disappearing and it's still happening and what's going on and who was the guy that almost assaulted Georgia uh, years and years ago and that that's kind of left unfinished and has to be re- revisited. Um it's the kind of relationship, and this is, like, pure Amy Harmon writing, like, she knows how to chip away at your emotions in a way that, like, you don't realize she's chipping away at it, you know, slowly, but then suddenly you're just crying. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. yeah, I don't know how I got here, but here I am. <laughs> you know, and you're like, yeah. I, I didn't think I, w- I cared that much, but now I care, you know? And those paranormal elements are explored in the most heartbreaking ways like it's just I I can't tell you why because it's a spoiler but I really freaking wish I could because that kind of makes the whole book like the story lives within that spoiler you know I know it kind of sounds like it isn't much when I just explain it like that like it sounds like every other book but trust me it is so 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 worth it it is a beautiful unique little, little book that will leave you most likely crying and I did, I did the audiobook, and it was incredible, really? incredible. And it was my first audiobook where it was two narrators, and I loved them both. Like they did such a good job. And what I don't like about dual narrators is that you'll get like one character's voice through one narrator, but then the other narrator does the same character, and it sounds different because obviously it's a different person. But then sometimes mm-hmm. for me, the voices get lost. It's like I don't know who this character is anymore what they sound like but somehow these two narrators did an amazing job of like moses still sounded like moses whether it was the male narrator or the female narrator doing him and like both of them had such emotion in their voices it was like an incredible performance like i rarely see in audiobooks and like this is where i'm just preaching at this point <laughs> no go ahead but this is the kind of like amy Harmon, her writing i just i can't explain it there's something about it it just comes alive like you you know how you were explaining how like the characters are just freaking alive they're just mm-hmm. you can't like sort of can't believe that they're not real this is what amy Harmon mm-hmm. does like her characters are so unique and they have such a clear voice that when it translates to audiobook it's like wow like it doesn't sound like other audiobooks where it's kind of like you know just someone reading a story it's like no 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 no. this mm-hmm. is the character them like the, the they're alive and they're telling you their story as they've yeah. lived it you know so incredible work I really loved it and I don't like I'm now I'm just sitting here like why do I always fear her books like why do I always wait years and years and years to read one like I just I don't know I don't know probably because a different blue fucking wrecked me (laughs) so yeah yeah and like I feel like you need to have a few years pass before you get wrecked again (laughs) uh well I mean yeah that would be the sensible thing to do probably Mm mm-hmm 
Like, literally just sitting in my bed, like, listening. Like, I don't do that. Like, when I'm listening to audiobooks, like, I'm doing something else, blah, blah, blah. But then now, I was just so captivated. I was literally staring at a wall, just listening (laughs) to the book. (laughs) So, it was that good. (laughs) Yeah. I loved it. All right, Steph. All right. I just feel like now I'm just a downer. It's going to be Because, like, you both had such great like words to say about your book and then there's me and yeah let let us guess Feel bad let now. us guess um okay so it's actually on <laughs> your uh tbr marge not that you would probably even realize i'm it. taking um, one book off my tbr today is what you're saying <laughs> <laughs> one book less okay um it's this author is actually pretty famous for her mafia books i believe um, but this is a contemporary. I don't know where else to go. The cover is like white and red. J.M. Darhauer? No, no, no. White okay. and red. Keep going. I'm good at and this. Mop- I'm good at guessing. Okay. Um, it released in April of 2013. So wow. it's old. Okay. Yep. Very old. Um, so I don't even know where else to go. It's pretty popular. It has around like 25,000 ratings. Or reviews. It was pretty big. I remember it being big. Okay, okay. Give me, give me a letter, maybe first, first letter of a name, maybe. Um, of the book name, sure. It is F, F? and it's like a, it's a two-word title, but it's hyphenated. I'm drawing a blank. I'm my brain is literally blank. Yeah, I that I don't think you would know it because it's probably been on your list since you got Goodreads. Well. <laughs> what Sephra, little Sephra added when she was, she just finished high school. Um, it was Friend Zoned by Belle Aurora. Oh. oh. That's an old book. I know. I went really old. I went through my Goodreads and I was like, okay, let's start from the beginning. Before you start, I want to know why that one. Like, <laughs> that's, I'm curious about that. Like, how did you end up with that one in particular okay I chose this one because I wanted a contemporary book um and I really wanted to stay in like the first like year of my list if that makes sense like I kind of wanted to be like as old as it could be because I wanted to see how much I've changed as a reader since then and like what I liked then is it the same that I liked now um safe to say no um I don't like the same thing I liked then (laughs) (laughs) um and it mainly I mean if this book was written now and hate to say this by a different author maybe I would have liked it um but I just couldn't get behind Belle Aurora's writing in terms of like I don't know if she's different now or if she's different with other books but like this one was very much like I was reading a description like the character actually would say like hi my name is blah 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 and I honestly felt like I was reading a book written by, like, But a it's very 2013. Uh, is it, though? Because I, I don't like recall it. books ever really, like, listing things down or, like, actually saying, oh, I'm going to go and do this now. And then they go and do it. But like, oh, I just did this. So I'm going to go do this and this. I feel like... Was it, was it maybe her first book? I don't know. Actually, that's a good thing. I'm going to check. Can you research that, please, us? <laughs> so that one came out to the other... 2013 then there's willing captive 2013 13 I want to say yeah it could have been her first book which I mean honestly like 
there are aspects of the story I really enjoyed in that being like the family concept, the just overall like the their relationship, the way it started and like how it built up. I really enjoyed that because I just feel like it was just good. Like it was like very on brand with 2013 in the terms of like obviously it was a man whore and like the only way he would have actually gotten to know her is if they became friends and like she did friend zone him at the fr- like the first time they met and like obviously he wanted more as time went on and I feel like their their start over their relationship was really funny and like really good to see and then as it progressed he was the one that kept wanting more and more um and like it was good in that sense but for me I couldn't get behind the writing and how the author needed everything to happen like at once she even like she gets kidnapped she gets like whoa (laughs) like her ex comes back at like in the like the same chapter and it's just like it was a lot it was a lot to deal with and I don't know I just feel like I'm happy I read it because it's off my list now but I also feel like obviously when I was in grade eight going into grade nine my perception of relationships and also I guess what romance actually is was a lot different than what I think it is now and it wasn't a challenging book at all so of course I think back in the day this would be the book that I would eat up and like read and like okay that was my question do you think that your 2013 self would have liked this book I think I would have liked the relationship and their story yeah, I think I actually would have read the whole book, to be honest. I would have liked it and enjoyed it back then, because I was like, what? Oh, so you didn't read the whole book? Yeah, I finished it. So I decided I wasn't going to do another book. I was just going to read this out and, like, listen to you, Marge. And, like, because we also said if we didn't like it, we would also talk yeah, about it. Because, obviously, it's a learning experience yeah. for us. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I just, like, the book didn't age well. Like, you can honestly, like, read it and, like, be like, shit, I'm cringing. Because there was so much slut-shaming in this book. And it was just, like, it was so hard to read about. And back then, in 2013, 2012, like, it was kind of the norm, which honestly hurts my heart to say. But, like, the main guy, Nick, he has a, like, he had a woman before he met Tina, which is the main girl. And, like, obviously they would just be, like, having sex together. But, like, he didn't even have respect for her. And, like, just the way he treated her, it was just awful. And, like, also, like, the main girl, like, she didn't like her as well because of her past with the guy that she is in love with it's just like it was just it was just not great in that sense um but it's all right to say that because we often say like oh readers change over time like your book tastes change and evolve and like similarly writers change you know they get better and better so exactly if this is truly her first book then I, th- I think most authors would probably say, yeah, yeah, my first book is not my best. You know, I feel like most of them would admit to that. Of course. And think like, yeah, I- I've grown as a writer. Yeah, exactly. And I don't want to hate on Bella Aurora because I feel like this book was, like we said, her first book. And she's also moved to mafia or like darker romances yeah. since then. And I think a lot of these aspects in this light contemporary book would have worked a lot more better in a mafia or dark romance world. 100% agree. Have you read those? I haven't, but they're on my list, and they've been on my list for a while, but I just decided to go with her contemporary book. <laughs> Next episode. <laughs> so you haven't you haven't read Raw by her? No, but it's on my list. Wow, you are literally the only person on the planet who hasn't read Raw. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm surprised know. you didn't pick that one, but you did say you wanted contemporary, so I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I was, because I think I just finished, um, like, a darker romance, and I kind of just wanted to get out of, like, that headspace, and 
have a palate cleanser and I just wanted a contemporary, a lighter read, maybe some laughs. But uh, Seth, um, you didn't really explain to us what the book was about, friend-zoned. Oh shit, sorry, I was about to shitting on it. I'm so sorry. Um, so basically, quick rundown. We got Tina, who runs like a clothing store and across the street is a club run by our main guy, Nick. Um, so she sends him candy because um, she sees him and she's like, oh my gosh, he's so hot. So she what? decides to send him candy. And then he's like, what the heck? Who sends me candy? And so he gets his cousin to come pick her up and then he bodily takes her to the club. And then she's like, wait, what's going on? And then he's like, oh my gosh, her ass is so nice. And then what happens? <laughs> what? What happens is she turns around and then she's like, oh my gosh, let's be friends. And then he's like, wait, did I guess just get friend zoned and like end up like um, doing that for a while? And then she ends up starting like she bakes apparently and like her baking is amazing. So she randomly decides to send cupcakes to her, her new friend. And like, of course, all his boys fall in love with her and her baking. Um, and he also gives her VIP passes to come to the club. And like, um, I don't know where else to go with this. And uh, <laughs> Um, and basically, you find this out... This does sound very 2013. Yeah, it's so on brand for 2013, yeah. I don't yeah. know. Like, what the fuck um, is the thing with, like, she sends him candy, and he's like, all right, I'm, I'm going to send my men to retrieve you, forcefully retrieve you over this candy. Like, I don't think 2013 was even Because he was there. confused. <laughs> like, what? He was, like, he was confused, because, like, obviously, he's not someone that receives candy, and, like, he's like, what is this woman's MO? Like... Why did why is she sending me candy and does she expect anything in return? Because this man is apparently really hot. Like every woman turns to look at him yes. hot. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then we find out Tina's really a harsh and sad backstory, which honestly was really sad. Um, and why she moved to like a big city. Obviously, she, you know things happen. Um, but yeah. Anyways, he just doesn't want a girlfriend and like doesn't really look at wanting a family. And then she doesn't want kids because of her past. And she gets kidnapped by a gang member that happens to be his enemy. And then like her ex comes back. And like, anyways, just everything happened at once. <laughs> it feels like exactly what you said that someone just threw in everything <laughs> and kind yeah. of made a lot out of it. Which it's what you do with the first book. You just throw in everything you like, and then you're like. Maybe not. <laughs> what works and what doesn't work. And honestly, for our first book, I'm, like, happy she put herself out there and wrote this book. I'm happy that, like, she is who she is today. Like, I haven't read any of her books after this or, like, before this. Actually, there's not books before this. But I haven't read any of other books. And um, so, yeah, I just think, you know, just don't let this sway you from reading a Bell Aurora book because it is her first book and it is, you know, contemporary. And it was... Uh, 13 year old girl's you know vision of what you know she wanted for a romance so that's why 14 year old suffer added this to her list okay i have a question then which is sort of tangent to your book what book did you read way back in the day when you first started reading romance that you would never read today and you loved it you loved it when you read it but now you're like what the hell was i thinking I don't even know. Like, I'd have to go look up my list. Do you have a book? I can think of a, a few. <laughs> Let's go through the list. My whole BDSM phase. I don't know what that was. Like, 
And it wasn't even, like, real BDSM is what's funny about it. You know, like, 2013, that's about, like, that time period, time, you know, when, like, people were writing, quote-unquote, BDSM books, but it really wasn't. Yeah. And, like, the whole, like, the alpha men went crazy at that point. It was, like, everyone was writing alphas, nothing else. There was a couple books in that phase that I kind of wish I hadn't read. Oh, okay. So, for me, I think it would be... Have you girls ever read the author H.M. Ward? That rings a bell. I've heard of that author. Yeah, so I read a couple of her books. And, like, I remember, like, certain things and... And I'm thinking, like, back, like, if I were to read that now, like, it would be an automatic DNF. I think mine is Sylvia Day. No offense towards the woman. I just, Mm. now that I think about it, I'm like, why was I reading her books? (laughs) They're not for me. Okay, I'm going to be a bit more controversial with mine. Um, I think it would be City of Bones by Cassandra Clare. Why the heck was I eating up this incestuous romance? How is it incestuous, really? though? Everyone says that, and I'm always... Well, lost. because yeah. they don't know... They don't find out that they're not siblings until book three. Oh. And they're still so, like, having a romance. <laughs> okay, well... Yeah, um, so it'd be that one. <laughs> I don't know what kind of flowers in the attic type of shit that is, but... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just, there's a, there's a lot of things from that period that I wish I had read. But you know what? They made us who we are today. (laughs) (laughs) So this is it for this episode. Um, Hopefully you are going to face your own monsters, listeners, and pick up a book from your TBR. It doesn't have to be that old. Just the book that you're putting off for whatever reason. And finally read it. And if you do, please let us know what it was. I'm curious. I want to know. I love this surprise. I love this aspect of it. That's not going away, even though my (laughs) co-hosts would probably prefer it to (laughs) not be a thing. But, you know, I make the rules. Um, And if you do read a book, an older book or not an old book, message us online. You can find us on Twitter at VRTMPod. Also on Instagram at Romancing the Monsters Podcast. You can email us at Romancing the Monsters Podcast at gmail.com. And we're on YouTube. So just search Romancing the Monsters Podcast and you should find us as well. If you want to find me specifically, <laughs> I feel like Saskin is looking at me right now and she can see my brain trying to work through, like remembering everything I have to say. <laughs> No, I'm honestly just thinking about how much of an idiot I am and I can't do math. Um, can I just tell you something really quickly? I said I was I was 14 when I added this book to my TBR. Clearly, I cannot math, and I would have been 18. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Continue! Um, yeah, if you want to find me, you can find me on both Twitter and Instagram at Foes and Lovers. And you can find me us on both Twitter and Instagram at ButThisBook. And you can find me, Seth, on both Instagram and Twitter at ProsWhoBlows. All right. See you next week. Bye. Bye.